Hello and welcome to New Tricks, the weekly podcast from New Dog PR. I'm Emily Newman. And I'm Catherine Doggle. This podcast is a chance to mull over the current goings on in hotel land, chat to some pleasant folk about things they know and provide some interest for your ears. We've brought our journalism and communication experience together with our sector knowledge and contacts to create a strategic PR company which understands investing in hotels and the many roles within them. This week on New Tricks, we're joined by Phil Campbell, director at Whitebridge Hospitality, who discusses the benefits of having a quarantine hotel, even if it doesn't encourage future stays. And with international travel cranking up, we learn about how in Cyprus, sometimes cheese finds its way into brownies. (gasps) Foreign! Hello and welcome to another episode of New Tricks, which is the weekly podcast from New Dog PR and delighted we are to be here too. Um, Thank you for joining us today. We have got, obviously, Catherine, who is back to, back in Paris from back in Paris, jaunting around the south of France, working from Cam. That is a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we're also- Jessica Chastain. She was working as well. She was. Yes, she was. Um, and also joining us is Phil Campbell, who is director at Whitebridge Hospitality. Phil, thank you for joining us. How are you this Monday morning? Very good, thank you. How are you, ladies? All right. Well, I say we're all right. I think. A week and a half into the summer holidays, um, we've exhausted um, the ability to be with each other. My very, very patient husband totally lost his shit this morning about half half an hour ago. Um, Can you say he... words like that on this podcast? Yes, we oh, do. Yes. We do. Oh, good. We, do. Right. we say all the words. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> yes, we do. It would probably put some sort of warning out there that we do, or just do I don't like... think children are interested in <laughs> hotel investments. So <laughs> they're unlikely to find it on the iPlayer, on the CBB's and iPlayer. If, and if they're that precocious, then I congratulate them. Yes, this doesn't yes. go on Instagram, all that sort of stuff. That's all my kids watch. No, it go, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's um, it's sort of for LinkedIn and Twitter, Twitter only, really. So no, it, it's free of Instagram. So we can say all the words that we want to say. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so the summer holidays, we're at the beginning of them and it, it feels like we are 87 years into them, but it's all right. It's holiday club next at the end of this week. So hurrah for holiday club. Um, how are you, Catherine? I'm very good. Yes. We're, we are sort of running a reverse holiday club here in Paris because of course, all of the French have now left. Um, the bakery has closed. The Spanish restaurant over the road has closed. The pizza shop has closed. The hairdresser has closed. Um, the Thai restaurant looks like it's closed and the photography shop has closed. The only restaurant open is the one on the corner, which has to stay open by law to feed all the Americans who are here. Otherwise they would all starve. Um, but so you're used to that, aren't you? Haven't, haven't the restaurants been closed for some time? No, the restaurants have reopened a few months ago. Oh, but they were closed it's- for a long time, weren't they? They were they never, they never reopened time, yes. like they did over here. Uh, they just gradually were thinking about reopening the inside with masks or not masks, but the outside they um, created these ephemeral terraces where the whole of every car parking space was filled with decking and bits and stuff, and everyone was drinking and eating in the street, and it was extremely charming. And um, the French were brought around to the British wise British ways of street drinking. Um, to quite the enthusiastic Great. level. Another fact, successful so. export then. Exactly. Soft power, you see. Soft yeah. power. Very Good. important. Good. Good to so, see. yeah, yeah. Plastic cups, drinking in the gutter. Everyone's doing it. Street drinking. Woo-hoo. Mm. It is a thing. And, and Phil, you're, so 
you're all right on a, on this Monday morning. Anything? What what delights? Are you are you working at the moment? Is it is it are you all shut down? Is it summertime or is or is everything whirring? Uh, not shut down. Not whirring. Um, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere gentle in the middle. Over. Yes, gentle ticking over, as it has been for about eighteen months or so, I guess. Mm. Um, projects uh, keeping us busy. Um, we asset manage a few hotels as well, so that's been an interesting challenge over the last eighteen months. Uh, What's been in, the most interesting part of that challenge? Well, we have uh, uh, my my partner Nick has been handling most of these, but um, uh, the big biggest challenge has been our seven hundred and sixty bedroom hotel at Heathrow Terminal ah, Four. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, dear. So you can, you so can, have you, you, can have imagine, you repurposed you it? Can, you can imagine uh, how that was performing during the first 12 months of mm. the pandemic, particularly with T4 closed and, and no timing announced by Heathrow Airport Limited as to when it might reopen. Uh, but then we had great news a couple of months ago when uh, Boris introduced his uh, traffic light system and all these uh, red countries, all people arriving from red countries need to quarantine on arrival. So uh, sh- a few weeks into that program, our hotel was identified as one of the quarantine hotels. Ooh. So it's actually doing really well now. This is this is something that we were looking at last week in the, in the results coverage that um, it's kind of the... So some people have, have mentioned that they a few of their hotels are being used for quarantine hotels, but I haven't quite appreciated the scale of it around the world. So last week, Akko was saying that in Singapore, I, I think it was Singapore, something like 80% of their business is quarantine hotels. Um, so uh, so there's, there's money in them. They're locking people up. But I was wondering whether this was like a weird kind of Stockholm syndrome way of encouraging um, future loyalty. Do you think any of your quarantiners will, because people always say, you know, if you can just get people through the door, it doesn't, that's the justification for OTAs, isn't it? If you can just get people through the door, then you can make them loyal for life. Lovely. Is that the I'm same? Sure. If you just get people through the door, then you don't let them out again? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure that we're going to engender much loyalty. Uh, having, <laughs> no. you know, you get, you get your key on arrival. It works the once, lets you into the room and that's it. Uh, and then after that, you make you have to make your own bed, clean your own room. The food is delivered in a box outside the door, so you have to go out there and pick it up and feed yourself, out. and then trip take out. it all back out again. Yeah, but you can't you can't leave the room and lock the door behind you because then you can't get back in again. So the trip out is literally into the corridor with it's the door still ajar, with your foot foot holding the door open. That's yes, not- what happens if the food's the other side of the corridor and you have to sort of like one of those people trying to rescue somebody who's fallen into a frozen lake. But and if you, you get, were... Then you if- get the towel and flick it across <laughs> the corridor <laughs> to the other side and then you hope that you can catch, drag it back. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you need two towels to create that loop and lasso I can it. see you've considered this long and hard. If you were one of the, the waiting staff in that hotel delivering those boxes, you would so do that to see if you could mess with people's heads, wouldn't you? Like, this I is- suspect then you definitely wouldn't get any loyalty. <laughs> That's true. That's so probably true. not not okay. in the uh, SOP manual. Did um, with the quarantining hotels? You said you were identified. The hotel was identified. Is that how it works then, or did you put your hands up and say we'll do that? I, th- I think we put our hands up. To right. be fair, yeah. But uh, we were not in the first wave of hotels that was approved for such business. But the second wave brought you quarantining hotel delights. 
So it was a few weeks after the poll initiative um, was launched that we were then granted that particular status. And yes, it's been, it's, well, for us, it's been good. Not so good for the passengers, obviously, but good for us. And there was oh, us and thinking Boris didn't care about the sector. Although actually it has been good for the passengers because <laughs> they're staying in our hotel, which is a really course, good hotel. Of course. Yeah. There you are. They should be yeah. privileged. They so don't they should, see other things. They should be super UK. happy. No. And Boris is about to up the price, I think I read. Yeah, oh, from seventeen fifty, I think, or eighteen hundred, by a five hundred pound um, extra. And what do you get for your extra five hundred pounds, or do you not get you it? Get, you get the same, as far as I know. Brilliant! That's brilliant. <laughs> same. same food, same service, your own room, same blood tests or PCR tests. Less Ooh. loyalty. Yes. Perhaps less so loyalty because an extra 500 quid is quite a lot of money, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm feeling less loyal. Well, not if you were at Farron Ball. But, um, true. So I true. Was, uh, <laughs> as, as a new shareholder of Farron Ball, you should be. Yeah. <laughs> that would get you one and a half cans of sulking room pink. The reason, yeah. we're, um, the reason we're in much discussion about Farron and Ball is that this is, this is consuming Catherine's life at the moment. Um, and so we're deeply interested. And we also, we've just found out that um, how long ago were they purchased? May. May by Danish. A Danish Danish company called Hempel. For the not insignificant amount of half, half a, a billion, billion euros. euros. Half a billion euros. Half a billion. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So it's down to Emily, myself, and the rest of the hotel community to buy Fowler and Ball so that we can keep uh, Catherine in Fowler and Ball. In the she's now a shareholder. Given all the pain she's bought, she's now, she's now an honorary shareholder <laughs> exactly many congratulations as mm. are we all <laughs> i'll be doing my bit with my wooden paint <laughs> yes well well once you discover a white once we discover a white we settle on a white yes yes so anyone listening to this do write in <laughs> yeah. with your favorite power and ball <laughs> any color advice on white um, so uh, sort of chipping along from Farrow and Ball, well, we haven't done baked goods. Um, Phil, what's your biscuit of choice? What's your favourite biscuit of choice? We seem to be having a sort of um, impromptu discussion weekly about, well, it's not impromptu, is it? It is the sort of focus of this hotel investment podcast. What is your favourite cookie? That sounds what pretty prompted What is your favourite biscuit? Um, well, I used to be a cookie monster. Ooh. I used to eat... Tons of biscuits, cookies. Does Ritz crackers count as biscuits? Well, only yeah. if you have oh, adequate hydration, so surely. They, they're brilliant. Mm. I mean, they were, they were so sweet and salty all at the same time. Mm. And, and shiny. Shiny, yes. And, and mm. just the right packet size to open when you start your shopping trip around Tesco. Oh, and by the time you've finished, you've finished the box. It was a very convenient snack. So anyway, so I used to be a cookie monster. It's less good with store. online shopping, one assumes. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. no, I don't like online shopping. There's no spirit to it. No. But um, so anyway, all this uh, all this sugar intake did me in a few years ago. And so now I can't eat cookies. Very sad, I know. That's, that's a terrible story. So you can overdo it with the old cookie. I'd heard that. I'd heard but I that. Do, but I do. I do. I do. On occasion, have a bite of brownie if that's permitted as a biscuit cookie mm. baked good product. Yes. Do you, how because squishy do you like the insides of your brownies? Very, 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 so barely very cooked. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that's fine then. 
You lived in London for a while, didn't you? I did. Did you, did you ever go to the Fromagerie in Marylebone? I did not. Oh, best brownies in London. Super uh, the creamy brownies on the you, can, you can spread they in the are middle out. Sort of crispy on the top and on the outside and, and super moist on the inside. In Cyprus, they do a pretty good brownie too, but they, they? they stuff it with cheese. Some of them have a cheese version, oh, which is gosh. an abomination. How did so? What? <laughs> so they Stop press. So, so is it is it all cheese? No, no, no. They they sort of sprinkle it with cheese, so it looks it gives it a marble effect. Sort of What's all yellow, cheese? Yellow and brown effect. Um, oh, I'd have to check with my daughter. She'll know. I'm not sure we can condone this. Type I don't of think it, I don't think it's halloumi. Oh, uh, probably anari or one of those, uh, those sweet soft and squeaky. Dishes. Yeah. Goodness me. Anyway, so the taste mm, I'm intrigued. Just- so I'm going to write this down on my list of things that I have to achieve. In That's preparation horrible. for this podcast, I did share with the group last week that I had a high protein flapjack, and it almost brought. Oh, it's horrifying! I know it almost brought this uh, this working relationship to an abrupt halt with the response. So I sure I've learned my lesson. I won't do that anymore. I do apologise. Tell you what, I used to involved. love. What I used to love, particularly if I had a cold, my cure for a cold was a packet mm. of boasters. <gasps> Do you remember Boasters? Boasters? Oh I haven't seen my them God. in years, but they were the no. best. They were the best. They were, they, were, they were to biscuits the way that stackers were to Pringles, if you remember stackers. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm. The whole hazelnuts, the chunk of chocolate, everything. <gasps> they oh, it's just did. Amazing. Oh, I can smell them now. Oh, and if, have, they, have they been resigned to the Museum of Biscuit, Biscuitry? Does that, do they not exist anymore? I haven't seen I've them. I've not seen them for years. Oh. Well, Should we bring but just because you haven't seen them doesn't mean that they don't exist. Do you give blood? I haven't been able to give blood for ages because of the traffic light system, um, and I can't give blood in this country because of mad cow disease, this country being France. Um, so it's tricky, but whenever I used to give blood... All of the old biscuits would all be there, and you can eat as many as you like. Um, I think is the rule, um, and uh, possibly like wagon wheels oh, and yes. club biscuits. <gasps> penguins. And they were all penguins, penguins. all there, Pick up a penguin. all there, just in a huge bucket, like this. Oh. So I can only assume that boasters must also be there. Right. Well, um, if that's I not incentive, know. I don't exactly. know. Give blood, people. Give blood. Good. Well, I think we've covered the essentials. Yes, maybe not. Um, right, we are deeply, uh, when I say deeply, Q uh, audio, Catherine, we are very mm. much excited about the quarter of reckoning. Quarter of reckoning! Which yeah. must be followed mm. with that audio. Exactly. So, um, any punts on when that might be, Phil? The quarter of reckoning. The quarter yes. of reckoning. When, where would you, where would you, if you had to, if you had to place a biscuit on when the quarter of reckoning may be, where would you place that? I reckon I would place mm. my cookie bet on a serious pickup in uh, Revpar in Q4 this year. And and will it be enough to compensate for the removal of all the things that are propping everything up? Or will we see a sudden, ah, we need to sell? I think that comes down to the banks and how Mm. tough they want to be and whether they want to start enforcing their security uh, because everybody's breached covenants and covenants have been flexed and and changed. And um, so there hasn't been an awful lot of pressure yet in the UK on on owners. so yeah, it'll be down to the banks, and when it's almost when it's PC, 
for them to start enforcing security. And that's probably, so a year ago this time, we thought it would be Q4 last year. We're now mm-hmm. a year later. We're probably, I reckon it's probably going to be post-Christmas. So on a transaction mm. side, maybe Q1, 2022, that we'll start seeing some serious distressed in inverted commas activity. Right. Well, if you place your cookie on it, you place yeah, well, I placed two cookies there. To place two cookies. Yeah. It's true. Yes. There's a man who can and, no um, longer eat cookies. I can place as many as I This is true. You could be a you liberal. Can, but then, there's, there's, but then well, if you lose them, there isn't this great kind of, ah, kind of Vegas look, horror is there. Oh, my house. Weeping. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There'd be less weeping. No, no. But you were mentioning uh, earlier on in the pre-Farron Ball part of this call um, that you might have some data up your sleeve which oh, could yeah. assist us in our thinking. Yeah, well, we have um, uh, this monitor series that we produce on a quarterly basis, and the latest EMEA one is due out next week. So we've got some few stats here from uh, Hot Stats. Um, so London, uh, first six months of this year, occupancy. Do you want to have a guess? Ooh, 12, 12%. 36. Not bad. Four. Very bad. Bad. <laughs> God, it's all over the place. No, it's 14%. Ooh. At about uh, 121 pounds. Oh, sorry, 121 euro. And Paris, what do you reckon? Hmm, eight. Spot on. Very eight, good. 8.6. I counted them all yesterday. <laughs> That's what you did, what you did on your Sunday. <laughs> all right, so which, which market uh, do you think got the highest occupancy? Globally. In EMEA. Oh, right. Sorry, you did say that. Of the, um, you know, they're all big cities, remember? Big cities. 22 big cities. Rome. Rome was at about 10%. Nope. Nope. Think further south. Think Middle East. Dubai. Dubai. Yep. Yes, of course. 65 65 percent 65 well there you are you see there's no need to scream into the pillow on that one is there ah, 65. and dublin just, just dublin just behind at 60 dublin wow that's amazing that is amazing i like this game we do this every week it's a fun game wow. um oh, amsterdam nine percent uh, budapest where the grand prix was yesterday eight percent mm. Cape Town, even with all the troubles they're having, 38%. Ah, do they have quarantining as well in Cape Town, though? Uh, I don't know. Don't know no, about I, that. Know. I, don't know what, I don't know what their entry regulations are. I can tell you about Cyprus. We're going on tell holiday there. Well, an actual holiday of going. Proper overseas aeroplane in the air, foreign holiday. My goodness. And where, where so Cyprus must be green Amber. at the Amber. 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 So from a UK perspective, double vaccinated persons, we don't need to quarantine anymore when we come back, but we need to have a PCR test pre-flight going out right. and coming back. So provided they're negative, we're okay. And then my daughter, who is only 15 and isn't vaccinated, she's going to have to quarantine for a few days when she gets back to the UK, and she'll have to quarantine for three days when she gets to Cyprus. Oh, 
oh, I didn't know that about the teens. I've got I've got little ones. I didn't really. Oh, interesting. So the what? So the age group that haven't yet been vaccinated. There is a haven't different... been offered. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. There are different rules. Yeah. So I've got to take I've got to take her for a PCR test on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Oh, that will be lovely. Uh, she's used to it though, because at school they have to test themselves every every three days. Oh, but nobody goes in like a pro on those things. Yeah. True. <laughs> My home PCR testing is not what it could be, I'm afraid. Anymore. So very it? much looking forward to going on holiday. My wife yeah. will see her family for the first time in two years. So yeah. Two years. Oh my good. goodness. Holiday, yay. Mm. Um so having established when 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 we've decided the quarter of reckoning will be quarter of reckoning <laughs> you think um that there will be the same old faces joining the quarter of reckoning game mm. or in terms of pro, um, in profile of investors or do you think there might be some new people well, we um we track the types of investors over time and uh, in anticipation of this uh, podcast, I did a quick analysis okay. of what we've got so far. So last year, uh, and for the last three years here, private equity was at about 18% of total value transacted. Uh, this year so far, they're at 38%. Hmm. So more than double. And then the big... Uh, sort of dropaways, if you like. Uh, property companies have been less busy. Um, hotel companies have been up and down. They're up at 17%. They're third after institutions, which um, dropped last year, uh, but have picked up quite a lot this year. They're at 22%. So in the quarter of reckoning, the obvious vultures are going to be there, private equity for sure. Uh, property companies, and uh, and maybe we'll see sovereign wealth come back because they've been fairly quiet for the last few years. They had a busy year in 18, but 19 and 20, they were pretty quiet, maybe for obvious reasons, trying mm. to preserve cash for their own people. But uh, there may be a pickup. If there's some good, big, chunky, juicy deals, they might pick up in um, Q4, but probably Q1 next year, I reckon. Do you think there'll be juicy deals or do you think everyone's still working on 2019 numbers? We Juicy as in big or juicy as in bargains. cut price? Bargains. Big and bargains. Big and, bargains. I think but there might, also, if you think there's going to be any big ones. I think there might. I think there'll be some big ones, yes. Uh, do I think there'll be any bargains? Difficult to say because there's such a wall of money out there that everybody keeps talking I'd, about. You know, I'd heard that, that there's a wall of money. <laughs> I know. It's a very unusual term. I've never heard it. It uh, is. I would I would put sulking room pink on it. I would, I was undoubtedly. <laughs> um, why don't we call it a tsunami or a, or an elephant of money? A or stampede an breath of cash. Of money. An, an elephant's elephant's breath of money. Breath of yes. money. There we go. Mm. Um, but all these people are going to be bidding on the few opportunities that might that will come up and drive the price up so is there going to be really really cut price deals with such demand interesting to see the deals that have been done in spain big deals that have been done salenta sold finally today i think mm. for hotels plus the management company and so on they're all pretty full prices by the look of it 
Yes. I was wondering whether you thought hotel companies were going to get back into ownership because um, they've had a a difficult time of it in recent months, not uh, and largely because they haven't got any actual power, and then it turns out they have to rely on stuff like, oh, but our brand is very valuable, um, and it's which is which is always amusing. But, I think, uh, they're, think, I, think they're, the I think they're preserving cash as well, aren't they? Mm. Uh, I don't think they'll have the firepower necessarily to go out on a big spending spree. No. Whereas the no. private equity sovereign, maybe sovereign wealth. Some of them will have firepower, but hotel companies, I, I don't know. Another big merger? Maybe. Oh, we love be. that conversation, don't we? And especially <laughs> ones that say that they're merger. not into merging or any kind of acquisitions or anything like that. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. So we had, we had ACOR last week at their results, um, the CFO, um, Jean-Jacques, saying, no, 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 that deals were a distraction. They are a distraction. We are very busy running their d- distraction Awful distraction, distraction. So, um, so don't expect to go to Accor if you want to see any big deals because they they find these things distracting. Even though they were, how many companies did they buy in the last five years? Some, a number, not a yeah. number any of them can remember. I don't think. No. Fifteen, twenty, something like that. Something like that. Yes, yes. You'll recall. You'll recall back at the launch of their relaunch of their launch program in twenty nineteen. Sebastian Bazza said, "I'm not doing any more deals." Are doing any more deals? I'm focusing on loyalty and people, people and loyalty. Mm. And then they bought another fifteen things. <laughs> so I, I don't particularly believe this distractioning. Um, it's a question of who they will buy, I guess. It's all op- driven by opportunity, I think. I think so. They bought three point four billion at the moment, so I think that they should find plenty of opportunity in that. Mm. But not distraction. That's a nice war chest. Mm. It's pretty tasty, isn't it? So who are they going to buy? Um, well, everyone always says they're going to buy IHG, don't they? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, so that's not very interesting to talk about that. But because uh, <laughs> mm, and and sad times. But um, I don't know. There's it's it's Hyatt have made no um, no secret that they're on the lookout for stuff, aren't they? So maybe we'll see some fun there. There's quite a few big Spanish companies. Well, it's as it Hyatt failed to buy NH, didn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Mm. But, you know, Barcelo and Melia and uh, smaller ones like H10 and yes, Catalonia yes. and all those uh, sort of family-owned operations, whether they whether they might succumb, be interesting to see. It will, it will. So we should have the Hyatt results. They're probably the only ones of scale. Today. So maybe they'll say, oh, yes. Oh, we've got our eyes on this, yeah. Mm, we'll have some of that. But it sounds like it's time to grab the popcorn and sit back and see what happens. It's always a fun game. And we, uh, once again, we are sort of hurtling towards um, the half hour mark um, because that's what happens when you have good barrel and ball and slash hotel investment and biscuit chat. Um, so we ask all of our guests the same questions at the end, towards the end of the podcast, um, which is enlightening and interesting in many ways. So, can we ask you the same questions as well, please? Sure. Fire so the, the first one is when the shutters are up and I've had the jabs in my arm, the first thing I'm going to do is or was, depending on your jabbing yeah. state. I was double dosed back in April. Congratulations. Ooh, so um, you've been running amok then. Yeah. So, well, from April on, onwards, I was the shopping donkey. So I had to go and do all the shopping. 
that was my role in life yeah and all the eating of the crackers yeah sadly not no more well of course no but i do like my one um it's not sweet but one indulgence i suppose is uh, is uh, montezuma absolute black chocolate oh Ooh. very good very, choice. very very Ooh. very little sugar in it and black chocolate is dark chocolate is totally okay to eat isn't it because it's good for you and stuff check on unless and, you want to stay check, up for 15 hours <laughs> check on the sugar content though because some of it's got a lot of sugar in it good to know this is see this is nutritional as well as interior mm. design as well as investment this is just some wealth a yeah. wealth of of, uh, of of guidance. Um, okay, the best thing about the hotel sector is uh, its people and the variety. So, um, I my education was all in the sciences, and I uh, did a degree in in biochemistry, and I found it really boring in the final oh. year in the in the lab fiddling with my test tubes. And um, I had been spending my summer holidays working in uh, campsites, winter holidays in hotels, and I loved that business. So after graduation, I went into the hotel business because I love the people, I love the culture and the variety. (laughs) How can you make other people love it? Because the current problem seems to be that it's just you. Yeah, well, I'm a standard bearer for the industry, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) I've never doubted it. Um, the hotel sector would be significantly improved if? Significantly improved if, well, I suppose we sort of touched on if there was more respect for the profession, uh, if there were higher salaries. Um, and I think that's why, you know, a lot of people sort of look down on our industries because the uh, the, the profile of our sector is is sort of looked down upon in, in many countries um, and the salaries are, are not high. Uh, unless you're unionized in in New York or something where the salaries are incredibly high. Um, And I think also it would be significantly improved with more user-friendly technology from a consumer point of view. Um, I went to Leeds recently and the booking website for the train was just a nightmare. And um, so I went to the station and the guy there worked his magic and got me a decent ticket at a decent price. I think the internet was trying to sell me a ticket for 240 The guy at the station took mm. it for 90 including the outbound mm. in first class. Yes. So if he yes. can do it, why can't we do it? This is a very good point. Technology makes things better if it works properly. Um, okay, the penultimate question. What the industry needs now is? Bums in beds. Mm. Freedom, it all comes down to freedom to travel, freedom to stay. So visas, flights, uh, vaccine passports, all this sort of stuff just to get people moving again. That's what we need. Anything that will facilitate travel again and put bums back in beds. And so say all of us. And the final question, I'd like to think we've learnt from this. Mm, I think what I've learnt, and hopefully a lot of people have learnt, is that life is precious. Um, and so enjoy ev- every moment. Uh, go travelling. Experience the new. Uh, fill your mind with, with incredible memories. Um, uh, you know, reminds me of Harry Potter and his Ponceve. 
that little uh, pool oh, yes. of memory. So you put your your head in, and you can bring stuff out with your wand. Is it your yeah, wand? Yeah, that's right. Yes. And so you have all these amazing memories, and I think that's that's so priceless, more so than than physical things. And so um, I think what I've learned is that after eighteen months staring at the same four walls, I want to go out there and create new memories. I couldn't agree more. I feel like I've exhausted my memory bank of travel. I've looked through all the photos. I've looked back at all the videos, all the mental images and 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 memories. And yeah, I'm down to I'm down to zero. Need to yeah, now's need the time ones. to create more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Let's go and do that then. Right now. Good. Well, I'm going on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going on Saturday. Well, and the very best of luck to you going on Saturday. I am allegedly going the following Saturday, and regular viewers will, will, um, regular listeners will uh, confirm that I've been banging on about this for a considerable amount of time. My Friday night was consumed with filled, filled with a uh, with a, a Zoom call with the four other families that are going, and included a PowerPoint on how the mm. chuff we're going to get there, which was which was <laughs> an enormous amount of work by the lovely lady that put it together. But yes, the sort of the, I think the the joy of travel may be slightly sort of dampened in this in this whole situation oh, but we're, we're if, totally winging it <laughs> good no, luck no, i've got a powerpoint the PCR if you need test, it. that's it no thank you <laughs> <laughs> quite right too well i wish you the very very best and most enjoyable holiday ever i think we're all so desperate as you say to to make make new memories and experiences and just have a break it's been a very long oh, pandemic yeah. change of scenery change of weather yes let's get all out of, of this rain and gray and misery and get to hit the beach yeah let's do that absolutely well have, have a, lovely a wonderful time. holiday yep you thank too. you thank you thank you and thank you for joining us thank you Catherine, for your thank insight you, as always and thank you, and Thanks, and Catherine. good yes Give enjoy the mother's big hug for I will, me i will nip off down to your mother's street yeah <laughs> go roller skating under the eiffel tower always good maybe we could do the podcast from there next week potentially Possibly. no next week i should be in the doing oh okay no are you on holiday as well i am yes although i have to come back to the uk first um so i'm hoping that dominic ra will have worked out where reunion is uh, <laughs> before i do that so you're having to do the amber plus thing we are amber plus yes although i hear by wednesday will be amber watch um, um, which well, is if, if you need a, a decent concept. quarantine hotel, I can recommend ours at T4. Ask Phil if you need a quarantine hotel. I look, I look forward to the food. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get it back from the other side of the corridor. Yes. Don't forget the two towel trick. <laughs> Top towel trick. Um, yes. right. I think hangers as well. Definitely hangers. Oh, yes. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe this is where the ta- trouser press comes into its own. They're pilfer-proofed uh, hangers. You can't. It won't work all that well. No, you have to use them like a big loop, won't you? Uh, I feel this is like the Hunger Games, sort of turning into. This could be. This could be a whole new, whole new Olympic activity. I think yeah. we're sort of mouthful we doing there. well. <laughs> Aren't we doing well? Right. Um, thank you both. Well, thank you everyone for listening. It's we truly appreciate your ears, and we hope you enjoy it. And we please tune in again for another episode of New Tricks. Until then, cheery bye. 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 So that concludes our thoughts for this week. Thank you to everyone involved in creating this episode and providing something for your ears whilst walking the dog, washing the cat, chopping the veg, or however else you pass the time while podcasting. 
Please do review and subscribe if you get your ear entertainment via Apple, or follow new tricks if your ear delight comes from Spotify. These things make a difference, apparently. Until next time. <laughs>